Weather Channel podcast. I'm meteorologist Dominica Davis here with meteorologist Linda Lamb and reporter for weather.com Jan Childs. And hey guys, good to be here. We are still all from our homes, working from home. I think this is what it's going to be forever. We are talking (laughs) all things weather, but uh, more importantly, we are talking about what's coming up next week because we have a big pattern change and a lot of us across the country, pretty much everybody across the country is going to feel this in one form of another. So a lot to get to, but let's start with Florida. Good news and bad news. Rain is coming. It has been a week of wildfires though through some parts of Florida. So Jan, you are our Florida correspondent coming to us from your home in Florida. So uh, what's going on? As you guys know, I always work from home down here in Florida. So um, we've talked about that before, how we have some extra challenges now with everybody home. But um, yeah, so these fires have been burning. Um, One of them has been burning since since Monday, actually, up in the Florida panhandle. This is kind of up in northwest Florida. We've got three fires burning in three different counties up there. The big one is called the Five Mile Swamp Fire. And um, just a little update on on that. It's um, all these fires are getting under more control now than they were yesterday. Um, The Five Mile Swamp Fire, which is in Santa Rosa County near Milton, Florida, that's the one that has I-10 shut down. And the interstate is still closed, um, but some people are being allowed to return home now that had been evacuated. There's been several homes destroyed and they're still assessing the damage there. Then there's another one in the other big one that we've been talking about a lot is called the Musset Bayou Fire. And that's in Walton County, also up there in the panhandle. And that's destroyed 33 buildings, many of them homes. um, But uh, the evacuations have been lifted over there. Deputies are actually taking people back to their homes now um, so that they can go home or they can sort of assess the damage. And I think they've gotten some better weather. Yeah, so we do have some good news. We do have a cold front that's going to approach uh, the Florida Panhandle. So as we head towards this evening, uh, we do have the chance of some showers, um, maybe even some thunderstorms. Uh, We're not talking, you know, inches of rainfall, but it will give, you know, at least a chance of rain to many of those areas fighting those fires in the panhandle this evening. Uh, so that that is good news. Although with that too, there will also be a, a slight increase of winds and we'll see a wind shift as well. But hopefully, uh, at least with the increase of moisture in the region, that will uh, help improve those conditions and help with fighting those fires. Yeah, they're really, I mean, there's on the website and on the app, we have videos and photos of, you know, homes smoldering there. And it really is a, it really is a sad story that's happening up there. Yeah. And what an odd time too for evacuations and just to have to deal with fires because a lot of people, and we know this because somebody that we work with is in this um, scenario too, went from Georgia to their beach home in Florida. Mm -hmm. And now they're dealing with evacuations and it's just like, oh, you know, you can't catch a break at a time like this when people are asking you to evacuate or stand by, be ready to evacuate. And unfortunately, as we get into fire season, depending where we are with the pandemic and where we are with staying at home. It's just only going to get more. Everything is just compounded by this. So there's like no weather. There's no event that really isn't affected. Right. It's very true. Because you're telling people to go at a time when you're supposed to be staying. So, I mean, that's just, it's like, well, where do I go? Florida is going to be looking at pretty much a washout for Mother's Day. Um, Southern Florida gets the heaviest rain. So if you're in places like uh, Key West, Miami, two to three inches, maybe, because this system even lingers into the first part of Monday before it clears out. And then to the Northeast, a totally different ball game because we have snow in the forecast and the shot at record cold 
freezes are in place and uh, we have a lot of freeze warnings right now posted for much of the Midwest down into the Ohio Valley. So to the north, it's the total opposite. Yeah, so we have a a really interesting uh, extreme weather pattern that's taking shape for this weekend. So that cold front that is, um, you know, going to move into Florida that has a surge of cold air behind it. So uh, as you mentioned, we have freeze warnings. They go extend as far south as into northern Georgia at this point. So many areas will wake up to a, a... chilly temperatures uh, Saturday and Sunday morning from the Midwest into the South and as well as throughout the East with record low temperatures expected. We're both for uh, the for both days this weekend and we could see record cold high temperatures as well. And I would not be surprised to see a few locations uh, even set all time May uh, record cold temperatures. So it's very unusual uh, for this time of year to see temperatures plunging into the 20s and 30s that far South. So I yeah, mean, I was just going to say, it's crazy. <laughs> to put things into perspective, it's May 8th, and I only know that because it says it on the computer. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it is May 8th, and yeah, we're talking 20s and 30s, and then snow setting up um, basically between tonight and tomorrow from the Appalachians all the way to northern New England. Now, this is the interior, so we're not talking the I-95 corridor, but still, I mean, that's not something Although- you're expecting. I will say even in the I-95 corridor, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few flakes of snow as well. Like a few, I mean, I'm not talking accumulation or anything, but uh, it's not out of the question, uh, especially as you head to parts of Southern New England, some of the, some snow could mix in with the rain briefly. Uh, So definitely not something you're looking to talk about in early May. This is much more familiar of a March pattern uh (laughs) march may i mean at this point it seems like it's just been you know the same day over and over so i guess might as well if it's going to be a year where you're going to see uh winter in may i mean might as well be this one yep right (laughs) um so now looking ahead to next week we have an interesting next week the good thing is for the northeast your temperatures moderate you're going to start to feel that difference by Sunday, which, by the way, any snow really we do see um, in the interior parts of the Northeast, it, it's going to be a fast melt because temperatures will become pretty mild. But we also have some active weather that is likely going to ramp up through the middle part of the country. Yeah, so we have a real interesting uh, change taking place. But before we get there, you know, even though we will see some moderation as we head towards Sunday, we do have a reinforcing uh, cold front that will move through, bringing another quick shot of cold air. Fortunately, not quite as cold as we're expecting uh, for the early part into Sunday uh, this weekend, but uh, that will linger below average temperatures into the early part of the week. And then we'll finally begin to see a shift in the jet stream. And uh, that will take place as we head towards the middle to later part of next week. So there is some hope on the horizon. Yeah. Now for the middle part of the country, severe weather likely at least uh, by the middle of the week. Yeah. So we do have the chance once again, uh, we'll increase for severe weather as we head towards Wednesday. We're uh, talking for parts of the plains um, and we'll uh, have to be on the watch for the details with that. But we're talking damaging wind gusts, hail, tornadoes are possible. Um, And then the severe weather pattern looks more interesting as we head towards the pretty much as you head towards next weekend and into the following week, uh, it appears that the pattern will be more favorable for uh, more of that typical May severe weather that we look for with tornadoes in the plains. And speaking of severe weather, Jan, you're working on a really interesting story. 
Yeah. So this weekend is actually the 40th anniversary of a tragedy that happened in the Tampa Bay, Florida. The Sunshine Skyway Bridge collapsed. Um, it's 40 years ago tomorrow. I don't know how many people are familiar with that. I actually was a kid growing up there at the time. And if we went just down the street from our house, we could see the bridge. So this bridge is a giant miles long bridge that goes across um, Tampa Bay um, from Manatee County to Pinellas County. And a freighter hit hit the bridge um, in the early morning hours. It was this horrible storm. It was windy. It was rainy. It was foggy. And um, the visibility and the wind combined caused this freighter, which was like 600 feet long, to slam into the bridge. And if you can imagine this huge, giant bridge, um, a, a big chunk of it right at the very top of it, at the height of it, fell into the bay. And unfortunately, along with it, went several vehicles. Mm. And so um, there were about 35 people killed. Mm. And it's really a, a story that um, has a lot of a lot of interesting twists in it. But but really what it boils down to is is the weather and the decisions that were made that day. So, yeah, so we're going to be having a story on that tomorrow on the on the website and the app. Yeah, that's it's a, incredible. It's a fascinating story. I actually only mm -hmm. recently uh, came across it and it really does go to show that you really do need to pay attention even to just, you know, a squall line of thunderstorms uh, can really impact uh, all sorts of things that you wouldn't expect. I mean, visibility for the people in the water, the boat had a role. And then, of course, if you're driving on the bridge in a thunderstorm, your visibility is reduced as well. So it's really important to pay attention to changing weather conditions and a uh, adjust your decisions accordingly. But yeah, it's a fascinating story. I can't imagine being in that situation. That's just going to be terrifying. And it really does justify, I know a lot of people who have the biggest fears of driving over bridges, like mm. to the point where they won't go certain places. Oh. Um, when I lived in Baltimore, uh, one of my friends, she would never, she never would drive over the Annapolis Bridge. So she never went to the Eastern Shore. Like she just did, she, whole parts of her life, she just, it was, the fear was that bad. And you just always go like, all right, maybe it's a little much. But then when you hear stories like this, you're like, oh my goodness. Now I don't, you know, that's, I get why people get so scared. And this story is certainly not going to help. Yeah. But. So, <laughs> so, so this incident actually gave me a lifelong fear of driving over bridges. I mean, we, my parents had actually driven over the bridge about an hour or two before this incident happened. Oh. I actually didn't know that at the time. I was in middle school. And um, then I got a call at the school that said, hey, your parents are okay. And I was like, what do you mean my parents are okay? Well, I didn't know they had driven over the bridge. Um, wow. It was the, the weather that morning was just horrible. And so for years after that, that, the, the part of the bridge that fell, that bridge was a double span bridge. So it was one span that fell and the other span remained open until they built a new bridge. So we would drive over that and see, you know, the remains of this, you know, wow. for a while afterwards. And yeah, and, and I later, um, you know, I moved away, went to college and, and lived all over the world. But we lived in Tampa a couple of times over the years and, and would have to you know, I frequently have driven over that, over the new version of the bridge in recent years. And yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Do you think about it every time you drive over? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, yeah. would you drive over it during a thunderstorm? No, <laughs> and I think actually I would not. <laughs> no, actually, nowadays, they, they close the they have a system to close the bridge. Um, I'm not sure I don't, I don't, I could be wrong, but I don't think that system was in place back then. Um, and who knows if it would have made a difference or not. But yeah. but they do close the bridge now when the winds get up to a certain height or when it's foggy. Um, 
there was even on the new bridge, there was a, a tragedy several years ago in fog that was a big pile up. So it's a, it's it's quite a bit of um of of storied history there with that bridge. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I this is the first I'm hearing of this, and I know it's going to make me think different now when I'm driving over bridges. And I never really had a I never had a bridge fear. I never thought about it, but now this will definitely make me think twice. Hey, I'm um, happy Mother's Day. What are you all doing on Sunday? I was I was just going to say Dominica, well that's my Mother's Day gift to you. You're welcome. I wouldn't you know, giving you a fear of <laughs> I'm bridges. Just drive over bridges for Mother's Day. <laughs> Work out that fear, that new fear. <laughs> I don't think we're doing anything special here honestly, you know. You know, things are starting to open slowly here in Florida. Yeah. I know in Georgia things are are a little bit even ahead of here, but you know, my family personally, we're still staying hunkered down um, just for our own reasons. And and so we're not getting out much. Um, we might we might maybe go out in the boat or something. I'm secretly hoping that my family oh, will you have a boat jam. <laughs> I do live in Florida. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm secretly hoping maybe my family will clean the house or or make me oh. dinner. So maybe they'll they'll hear this when I, you know, when they <laughs> yeah, listen to it tonight. Say, don't keep that a secret. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Linda? Um, we'll probably have a quiet weekend as well. I do. I usually work Saturdays and I took the day off. So I have a full weekend with my family, which is nice. Um, so I'm hoping that everyone um, behaves themselves and is in a good mood. Uh, so we can maybe enjoy and do something fun or at least get out for a walk in the neighborhood. Uh, probably not Saturday. Yeah. Highs are only going to be in the 60s here Saturday, which is a little bit chilly by my standards. But Sunday looks warmer, um, a little bit more mild. So uh, maybe we can uh, at least get some fresh air there. But um, yeah, like I'm, I'm actually kind of the person that does not like to like go out and eat on Mother's Day because everybody else does. Yeah, and it's I just crowded yeah. and menus are limited. And, you know, going out with young kids is always uh, not as enjoyable as it no, should be. It's torture. So, yeah. So like for a fun Mother's Day, that's not something I typically do, but getting takeout might be um, a nice uh, way mm -hmm. to, to spend the day, yeah. you know. I'm so sick of cooking. Aren't you so sick of cooking? It's like, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> I just don't know. We've cooked everything. We've made everything. All I do is set and reset tables. That's it. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> And it's like, I just can't stand it. So I think we're ordering out too. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess we'll just do the same thing we always do is, I don't know, just watch some movies, take a walk, you know, yeah, try not to. Yeah. It's just other. another weekend in the age of coronavirus, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it really you is. know, well, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's hard to even get excited about like trying to do something because it's just so much more stressful. I know, and then you get anxiety. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, ugh, yes. I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, you know, and then you're like, maybe I'm a bad mom because I'm making everybody go out now, and then uh, well, I don't yeah. know. But if you know, it's just you go down the rabbit hole of the guilt. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, it was yeah. awesome talking to you guys. I have a feeling we'll be doing this again next week. Yay! Yay! Right? It's always great Jan to talk to you guys. It is. It's always fun. Yeah, it's so nice. This is actually one of my favorite things of this whole pandemic is that it's kind of like changed um, our connections with each mm -hmm. other. So people that we never really talked to, now we get to talk to, and it's becoming like a regular thing, and it's really sweet. And I didn't know what you looked like prior to this because you were always coming to us via voice. <laughs> and um, so this is really awesome. 
Yeah, it's great. We can all see each other on the video while we're doing the podcast. It's really nice. Who would have thought a pandemic would bring us closer? Isolation would bring us closer. Um, Well, I hope you all have a good weekend and everybody stay safe. Remember uh, to stay weather aware uh, across the country, not only this weekend, but into next week as that weather could get particularly rocky, especially come mid to late week. And we'll be back here to, to let you know all about it. Have a great weekend, guys.